Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. Guns have historically been difficult to manufacture, and the politics and uses of guns have grown up around that fact for decades. However, that shifted in 2012 with Cody Wilson and his company Defense Distributed. So this week, we're talking about 3D printed guns. I'm Derek Mast, and joining me is Ryan Tankersley, all the way over in Japan. How's it going, Tank? Doing good. Great. Let's get into it. Alrighty. So, there is there is a whole storied thing about this, uh, about this whole concept. 3D printed guns, of course. Uh, if you're not familiar with what 3D printers are, they are um, printers that <laughs> create three-dimensional objects using uh, plastic. <laughs> Um, uh, usually it takes a while to, you know, create stuff, but they're great for like, you know, miniatures. Have you ever played with a 3d printer at all? I have not. I have not either. Um, unfortunately I really want to get one, but they're still, you know, semi, semi expensive. And I feel like that will be a good, like, uh, a good thing to have as an excuse for like to play with kids, you know, just kind of mm. be able to build things, <laughs> which, which would <laughs> be fun. Quickly. Yeah. I know there's some like crafting places you can either get a membership to or pay a fee in and you can go play with all of their like super fancy toys like 3D printers. Yeah, you know, I should actually look into that. I'm sure we have one in our area. Our area tends to be pretty uh pretty hip with it, you know. Mm. <laughs> um so anyway, so this whole controversy comes around uh a a guy named Cody Wilson um, who has a company named Defense Distributed. Um, we're going to go through a little bit of the history, do a whole explainer as to what has been going on and why we're talking about it now. And so here we go. Um, so all started in 2012 in the wake of the Sandy Hook shootings. Um, the political environment at the time uh, inspired Cody to start his nonprofit, uh, Defense Distributed, to begin making... 3D printed guns to share with the masses. Um, not necessarily, not to sell them, but to create designs to be able to share so that other people could download them and, and print them. Um, uh, Defense Distributed's self-described purpose is to defend the civil liberty of popular access to arms as guaranteed by the United States Constitution and affirmed by the Supreme Court through facilitating global access to and the collaborative production of information and knowledge related to the 3D printing of arms and to publish and distribute such information and knowledge in promotion of public interest. In December of that year, many 3D printed designs for gun parts were taken down from from popular databases for 3D printing. Um, this was, uh, I think, this was like MakerBot's site that that this was really like a headline on, like um, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, MakerBot is a you know a big man a big maker of 3D printers. And, you know, they have their repository. I, I think at that time it was still, um, it, like, it was technically against the rules. Like, you can't put up uh, any, you know, designs of guns or anything dangerous or whatever. But it was mm -hmm. never really enforced. But I'm I'm sure that, you know, the, I'm sure uh, those of you who remember what it was like after Sandy Hook, obviously, um, 
that was one of like the breaking points for certainly the political mm. left to be like, okay, we we really got to do something about this now. And of course, the right, you know, digs in and and that sort of stuff. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of the the thing of that. And in response, uh, Cody Wilson took it upon himself to create a new site, defcad.com, for people to be able to upload and share those files. So basically to become a a place where rejected um, CAD files for 3D printers could, uh, you know, just live like a, you know, a piratey sort of uh, area. Also in December, he released, uh, I think, the first video of himself demonstrating a prototype 3D printed lower receiver for an AR-15. Now, Tank, do you know anything about guns? I do not. Okay. So, so the reason this is significant, um, the reason this this kind of got a lot of publicity, this was really when he started getting um, publicity from a bunch of places. Um, the lower of uh, the the lower receiver for an AR fifteen that is a regulated part for a gun, um, uh, meaning that it gets you know it it has a serial number on it basically um, from the manufacturer. So that, you know, in in the case of, you know, misuse, it can be traced back to the owner and, you know, everything there. Um, and it's not a, it's not a part of the gun that release, that receives a whole lot of stress from the gun. So, um, it, it seems an ideal, you know, thing to, uh, 3D print. It's, but it's also the ideal thing to uh, regulate because it holds all the parts of the gun together. All the other parts of the gun, like the mag and the and the stock and the the barrel, and if I'm getting any of the terminology wrong, I'm sorry for those of you out there who actually know things about guns. Um, those are not regulated parts, so you can just 3D print this lower receiver and put everything on, and you you have a numberless, nameless gun that you have manufactured. So basically, anybody could buy all the other parts of a gun without, um, yeah, without registering, without um, yeah, any any issues at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. And mm-hmm. and you don't need a license in order to manufacture your own gun, because mm. technically, with a three D printer, you have the ability to manufacture whatever you want. You know, with the constraints of the three D printer, right? Um, you have so you are technically manufacturing your own if you're buying something mm. from a manufacturer that's when the regulations start hitting in mm. um so yeah so that was the first video that w- that one only got off like one or two shots before it failed but uh he kept working on it um uh, around that time he also began work on the liberator a nearly fully 3d printable gun um the exception would be the the firing pin, which I don't think you can make that plastic. I just think physics wise, I don't think that works. Um, from what I understand. And of course the ammunition itself. Uh, and he released a video of that on YouTube in early 2013. Um, that this is the gun that tends to get put as a picture in any article that you see. It's like a small handgun. Um, Hmm. it's one shot, uh, basically can't use it after that, but, um, (laughs) but it is fully 3d printable with the exception of like i mean if you have like a little framing nail maybe you can use that as the firing pin and then you just stick your am- ammunition in and you go um 
It was around that time that he also finalized his design for the lower receiver for the AR-15, and he can, and he could uh, get off like uh, he shot over 600 shots uh, with that, and posted that video to YouTube as well. And of course, at this time, everybody was going was starting to go, you know, <laughs> getting very concerned about the possibility of people being able to download parts and manufacture mm. them you know, on their own without limits. Mm. Um, so that's where this whole kerfuffle starts. In, kerfuffle. Yes, it's a great word. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> In 2013, um, this was soon after the whole Liberator video. This is, the Liberator was, of course, where he got like most of his attention. Um, the U.S. State Department put an injunction against Defense Distributed, barring them from continuing to share the CAD files of the various gun parts they'd been making, and that battle has been going on since very recently, which uh, we'll get back to in a second. Um, this uh, injunction uh, is basically had to do, like, they used the, um, the reasoning of, uh, you know, not being able to uh, uh, the reason they said that they could do this was because they have the power to, I guess, export weaponry to, uh, you know, outside the com- the country um, for the sake of, I don't know, foreign interests or whatever. Like there's some sort of an, an exception that they can, you know, put a sort of injunction on that, which we'll also get into that probably in a, in a little bit, maybe. Um. In 2014, Defense Distributed under the name uh, Ghost Gunner. I I think this is a separate company, but certainly affiliated with Defense Distributed. They began selling a tiny CNC mill for making receivers for AR-15s out of aluminum. So a CNC mill, a little bit different than a 3D printer, where a 3D printer, you know, uh, creates by adding material. A CNC machine takes a block of aluminum or or an unfinished you know, um, lower 80 is what they're called. They're like mostly the bottom of a handgun, but they're not finished enough to call it a gun so that you can uh, distribute it and you can finish mm. it on your own. So they, they made a tiny CNC mill to be able to carve out the rest of the that block of aluminum so that, you know, you can have your own unregistered aluminum lower uh, for the AR-15. And they now sell a second version of that that's also upgraded to make the lower half of a handgun. Um, And probably multiple handguns at this point. I'm sure that the capabilities of this are just growing now that they've figured out what they're doing. Um, And just a couple of weeks ago, in July of 2018, this is why we're even talking about this. Why we're bringing up a story from like starting in like 2012-2013. Defense Distributed and the State Department came to a settlement allowing Defense Distributed to continue to share the information, allowing people to manufacture home guns in their uh, in their homes with 3D printers. Mm. And uh, they shared their intent to begin uh, hosting those files again at the beginning of August. Um, mm. So it would have been just a couple of days ago. But before they could do that, a federal judge in Seattle somehow uh, sued to temporarily block the release of those blueprints. And that brings us to now. Do you know how the settlement was reached? Like what what those last days and last decisions were? 
Um, as far as I can, there's as far as I can tell, there's not a whole lot of information that was released about that. Uh, the State mm. Department. I, I don't know how much the def- defense distributed in the State Department were talking, or whether or not the State Department just said, "Okay, this is what you can do. <laughs> we'll reimburse you this much in attorney fees." Blah blah blah. Whatever. Make me a a three D printed gabber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll swipe you- this all under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's corruption of the highest order. A bribery of 3D <laughs> objects. Um, so the the whole legal case around this, it, Cody Wilson would say that what he's doing is he's sharing information. He's he's not sharing material. He's sharing the information, the the blueprints hmm. to know a, about a about an AR-15 or about a handgun or about this, you know, the Liberator. Um, because he's not sharing the materials themselves, he's not a gun manufacturer or distributor. Um, it's literally just sharing information over the internet. And that, in, and that anything restricting him from doing that is a First Amendment violation. Of course, for those mm. of you outside the United States or inside the United States that don't know what the First Amendment is, it's your protection of free speech. Um, the government cannot, or Congress cannot um, make a law um, keeping you from, you know, saying what you want to say, whether it's dangerous or not. Um, so that's kind of where he's putting his whole, uh, setting his whole um, uh, case on, uh, which... Uh, of course, when the, the when you're talking about the internet, that can mean anything, right? And you're mm. talking about code. I mean, that can mean anything, um, which is which is an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, so yeah, makes me makes me wonder: is information neutral? <laughs> We've solved the technology <laughs> problem. <laughs> Just kidding. So, uh, again, what he's doing is completely illegal. No license is required to manufacture your own gun. Uh, even with the CNC mills, he's just providing the the thing that you can use to manufacture your gun. He's not providing the gun itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of, of course, this guy is being intentionally disruptive with this whole thing. I, I don't know if that was his tent at the very beginning, but uh, watching mm-hmm. watching interviews with this guy is... <laughs> Honestly, pretty funny, um, especially like back in the 2012, 2013 days, like back when it became huge and everybody was interviewing mm-hmm. him and talking about you know, fear mongering. He became like very, uh, you know, uh, philosophically confident and like looking down smugly <laughs> at the noses of everybody. Really funny. Um, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he's mellowed out. I've watched recent interviews with him and he's certainly mellowed out a lot. Mm. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, yeah, I think, you know what, let's go to a break and we'll come back and talk about some of the ideas here um, behind this and uh, go from there. Our sponsor this week is Valley Vintage Shop, where you can get soaps, balms, and oils made the vintage way. Whatever you need in the realm of skin or hair care, Valley Vintage has you covered with all natural handmade products. They're products for beard care for the fellows, and I'm guessing if you uh, use guns, you probably have a beard. I don't know. I've just seen like a correlation there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you need some, go, go right on over. Um, there's hair serums and balms for the ladies, uh, room and body sprays, lip balm, and way more. 
All their merchandise is packaged in recyclable materials, so you are taking care of your environment as you take care of yourself. To get some to try, go to valleyvintageshop.com and use our code TECH for 10% off your order. Thanks to Valley Vintage for sponsoring this week of Tech Reformation. So, some of the ideas behind this. Uh, Cody Wilson tends to be sort of an anarchist when he comes to this sort of thing. Um, I've seen interviews where he's... um, uh, he references having uh, anarchist, you know, ideals. I, I think he's probably more libertarian. I don't. I, I know there's like 47 definitions of what anarchy is. So I, I'm just <laughs> going with the general, you know, idea that uh, he resi- he's resisting to resist. You know, um, mm. fighting for his the, for people's right to have guns. Um, whether you agree with that or not, that's you know, kind of what he's. Uh, what he's advocating for um and also is making the statement actually i'm just going to read this quote for you because i think it is um really good this is from a a little vice documentary um that was really good we'll link that in the show in the show notes the only things recognized or promulgated in this culture are irreversible things you know progress growth to have a symbolic gift like a printable gun does so much ideological damage and violence hmm. to these ideas. You hear these progressives talk all the time about the wrong side of history, like somehow we're going to get to some result and it's going to be a whole and good. And we say, no, here's an element of reversibility and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like the intelligence and transparency of evil itself. It can't be ignored. What do you think about that statement? Honestly, it's honestly it's a lot of words that uh, I'd even just like having the words in front of me. There's a couple of them that I just don't think make a whole lot of sense, but there, there's some interesting <laughs> ideas in here. Yeah, I think it gets into um, you know what we believe about the total depravity of man. That mm-hmm. um, there's just this hope. It seems uh, in in some people that um, that things are. Um, going to get better, uh, specifically without Christ, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and that we can just make enough laws to control people, or we can just argue enough people into believing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything will get better. Yeah. Um, and so while I'm not sure I agree, eh, I'm not going to say I'm not sure. I don't really agree <laughs> with this guy's philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> In going about proving them wrong, but um, I mean, yeah, I think I think he shows he's a good picture of why that ultimately will fail is that some people will always be pushing back on it, and um, and I mean, yeah, for him, you know, he's pushing back just to push back. I mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting. Anytime, I, like for a while, whenever I was watching the documentary about him, I was really trying to figure out why he was doing this. And like one point is like, yeah, this guy asked me why one time. And I was just like, what do you mean? Like, we believe in this. Like, okay, why do you believe it? Like, give me more. But yeah, he he was really just he was really just doing it to prove it could be done. And I think your your quote really is the why for him. And yeah, it's um I think that in that sense he's right. Um that he is creating something that can't be pushed back mm-hmm. um that can't be regulated um and it opens and at least makes us a lot uh, i think makes 
us ask a lot of questions um, while it's in the process. It's a good thing he's being loud about it instead of mm-hmm. like it all being an underground uh, underground activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I there was a interview with uh, Glenn Beck where he was really trying. Where, uh, Glenn Beck was really trying to get uh, him to answer the why question. And uh, he, he was being very, very difficult to pin down. <laughs> um, and I don't know what he actually ended up saying. I think he talked about something, something, something. He read a book, a philosophy, mumbo jumbo, whatever. Um, still wasn't terribly clear. Um, mm. I do think he gets an immense amount of pleasure out of freaking out progressives. Um, which I have to admire. It's kind of amusing. Um, uh, and, and for, for context, for progressives listening to the program, I tend to be a progressive. So, you know, don't, don't freak out too hard. Um, uh, but this idea of pushing forward, uh, technology really can be super transformative in a way that we don't see and it can come out of left field and totally mess with our paradigm um so our paradigm at the moment is there's some modicum of gun control and um and we have a certain way that we know how to deal with guns where you know there are people pushing for uh, pushing forward this particular paradigm uh that we have um you know, trying to control guns more, you know, controlling, you know, who can buy manufactured guns and whatever. And this is an example of technology completely blowing that out of the water, right? It it makes it possible for anyone who really, really wants to, to, uh, and doesn't have the, the, um, you know, the ability to work with tools and like machine their own stuff. They can, they can, you know, buy a 3D printer and create a, you know, something that lets them get an unlicensed weapon. So uh, that's why I think this is such an interesting, interesting moment in time. Um, because the the significant thing here is the idea that anybody can print their own gun. Now, I do want to get into like practicals of, you know, should we actually be worrying about this? What are the, what are the things to consider? What are the things that we um, you know, can be feel safe in for, for those of us who are uncomfortable around guns or uncomfortable with everybody in the world having a gun. <laughs> um, uh, but that's the, that's really the, the idea that we need to now sit with. Uh, we are no longer in a reality that we can, and, and he says this a lot, we are no longer in a reality where we um, can count on the system managing guns the system no longer can control guns if if people don't want their guns controlled. Um, so we need to completely spin our minds around about how to... And, and yes, currently he's still under injunction, but I really doubt that's going to stick because the First Amendment argument really makes a lot of sense. Hmm. If, if There's a, a great article with from the EFF, um, Electronic Frontier Foundation, where they, they basically side with... Uh, Wilson's views on this topic that if you allow this to be barred, 
that makes a significant statement about any other information that you share online that that could hmm. also be barred for similar reasons. Um, you know, if you have, you know, stuff detailing, you know, the way bombs, certain bombs impact people, like that could be recognized as dangerous and then ban that. Mm. And then we, we start losing history and information that is valuable, perhaps not in the, not in the wrong hands, but uh, it has much more significant ripples. Um, mm. So that's why it's an interesting inflection point. Yeah, I was just thinking it was, I mean, on that specific um yeah idea of the te- how the technology is impacting i think it's really interesting like if if they were to ban something to make this stop like ban a piece of technology to say mm-hmm. okay this technology is dangerous it would have to be the 3d printer yeah uh, or really. plastic perhaps but <laughs> yeah uh yeah and that's just that's really i think that's one of the most interesting things to me like looking at how guns are the issue that we're dealing with but there's this other thing that it that guns is just a subset of what it does um Mm -hmm. and so and so kind of to get around you know instead of we're just making guns okay i'm gonna stop you from making guns it's Mm -hmm. like oh we're making 3d printers that can make guns Mm -hmm. um and yeah just i thought i thought that was a really interesting aspect and thinking i wonder how much that could apply to uh anything that's banned if you find something that kind of goes one step below the band and yeah <laughs> the band and use that to create the band thing there. yeah and uh i'm sure we'll see this with other technologies in the future too that there's there's something something that happens that that completely ch- i mean it, it, that completely changes the whole way we think about a thing this is kind of the thing that technology is good at. Right? <laughs> As I'm thinking about it, just like, oh, what else does this apply to? You know, arguably, like, and I know there's arguments with marijuana and whatnot, but when uh-huh. it was completely illegal, like, they didn't ban the things that let you create marijuana, mm. <laughs> whatever those were. And so you could still, just like making marijuana illegal, we could still make making drugs illegal and... Mm-hmm. People can own 3D printers and just using it in that aspect would be an illegal action. Right. And so, I mean, there is precedence for doing it, but yeah, I guess this guy's point is just, it won't be, it's not possible to truly rid guns, rid the people of guns yeah. by creating laws and saying, uh, nope, you can't. Good. Yeah. And to be clear, the uh, be manufacturing something that cannot be detected by metal detector or other body scanner is technically illegal. Um, mm. So like the Liberator that we were talking about, the fully 3D printed gun with just the metal firing pin and the, and the ammunition, uh, if that doesn't set off a metal detector, then it's technically illegal. So if you get caught with one of them, you're, you would have, you know, you would be arrested um, or you would have the police would have a right to arrest you. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I mean, but if you slide a metal bar in there, then you're legal. So, but, <laughs> but you have the choice to be able to do that. Um, and if you never get detected, I mean, and these things would probably get detected by like the airport body scanners, because those things mm-hmm. can detect a ton of things. But if you're just sent through the metal detector, you know, so I guess the big, oh, sorry, I guess the big issue is if with it is that because it's unregistered, if you have one, and it's legal gun, but then you shoot someone and just throw the gun to the side, like they can't, 
like hiding the gun maybe not be that difficult anymore because you just like say i shot him with this <laughs> and mm-hmm. if there's no if it's not registered then nobody can know who who did it so i guess that's maybe even the bigger the bigger right. thing about why it's why this is a big deal yeah yeah so let's quick go into like all right mm-hmm. real talk what can be done and what is like the cost of doing something uh, of of like printing your own gun now mm-hmm. um the uh, 3D printing is still pretty expensive and tedious. I mean, you still have to buy like a $500, $600 like 3D printer um, and be able to know how to use it and get the materials and you have to buy all the other parts of the gun. So it's still not cheap. Like this is not a, an, an easy thing to do yet. 3D printing hasn't really hit its like oh my goodness, everybody should have these thing that mm-hmm. like smartphones have. Um, Cause it's not all like, it's not like a one shop stop thing. Um, and it's still very hard to produce a consistently reliable firearm completely out of 3d printed materials. So like the liberator itself, like there's no guarantee that that's not going to explode in your hands when you try to fire it that one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the technology is still not good enough to really create a problem right now. Um, however, that's not to say in the future that this mm. could be a thing. Um, as far as some things to worry about, um, oh, oh, the and the and the uh, ghost gunner, the CNC machine that can pr- you know it can print you know a, a lower um, of the not print but mill mill out a uh, lower of an ar-15 um those are like those sell for like 1700 dollars. so mm. <laughs> you have to buy that and the 80 percent lower to to mill out and all the other parts so again not a cheap way to to make a gun a, really a great thing for hobbyists if you want to you know if you want to be making guns and and um you know, experiment with stuff. If that's your thing, you know, it's great for that. But you're not going to get, <laughs> this is a quote he said, you're, uh, um, you're not going to get a, get one of these and the materials and all the parts and figure out how to use the CNC software just to go knock over the local liquor store. Like, <laughs> that's not <laughs> a thing you're going to do. <laughs> Uh, so the barrier to entry is still pretty high for mm. for criminals, which is really the things that people are concerned about criminals mm. and bad actors um so right, <laughs> right now that's not really a concern um but of course that doesn't uh mean that not that the technology isn't going to get better that the plastics are not going to get better that you can you know make a more reliable gun um of course these guns are untraceable since they don't contain serial numbers but uh, i'm sure that there are like tells for various printers or you know you 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 can probably figure out like what the, what printer made a gun or uh you know and, and lower down your results from that so i, I think there's still stuff for like mm. authorities to work with mm. um but anyway but we shall see we shall see it's uh again very interesting topic and just as i as i think on um all this stuff that we've talked about, how um, even even Cody's point is that the law uh, can't regulate uh, what people do. Um, that even if 
the desire of America or some Americans is to to regulate and let the let the laws ultimately lead us to what he said is the right side of history mm-hmm. to a perfect prosperous um, time. Um, you know, his point is that that can't happen by um, by the law, and I don't. I would think he would say it can never happen. Um, but you know, we've known this for a long time as we uh, see in the Bible that God's perfect and holy law uh, also wasn't able to. Uh, regulate the people's lives in a way that made them righteous. It was able to show them their unrighteousness and ultimately point them to Christ. But um, yeah, just it's that's a lesson that we learn as we go through the Old Testament, and um, and God has created the correct solution. You know that the law would be written on our hearts. Um, that right, He created a way that we actually could become righteous. And so, <clears throat> yeah, it's just interesting to see see the world's method of trying to create a law that mm-hmm. God has already shown doesn't work. Um, and then the world attacking itself saying, actually, you know, this isn't going to work, still agreeing, uh, you know, with with God. Um, and then God saying, you know, I've, I've made a better way. If you truly want to get to the right side of history, that means that um, that you come to me and I will make you a new creation and write my word, write, write my law on your heart. And then, yeah, and then we'll we'll actually be on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. See, I think this whole story is just a picture of you know what the story of the Bible is all about that that we can't do it, but Jesus can. That's really great. And if you, dear listener, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, interesting conversation around this topic, and we would love to hear it. You can join our Slack at slack.techreformation.com and jump in the episode discussion channel and add your thoughts. We would we would love to hear those. Cool. Also, you can um, check us out on our website, techreformation.com, where we have all our past episodes and topics. And you know, if you don't want to join, uh, join something just to fire off a comment that you really wanted to fire off, you can always tweet at us on Twitter at Tech Reformation. Uh, we, we also uh, would love to hear from you there. This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. And I ain't looking back. No, no, I ain't looking back. I tell you, I've been doing, I told you I've been doing so much research for this over the past couple of days and uh, watching, of course, a lot of YouTube videos. And now I am getting almost exclusively like concealed carry video uh, advertisements like everywhere. (laughs) I've suddenly hit the very like super right, you know, commercial uh, designation on YouTube. It's really funny. Nice. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I uh, I know a lot about people's struggles with concealed carry now. Mm. <laughs> That's me.